You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Um, we've had quite an exciting week in college basketball. And this weekend we got a couple of big time matchups that will look to keep us going on a what has turned out to be a pretty good college basketball season. You know, it's kind of crazy um, with games getting canceled and stuff like that. But... We'll see what happens this week. Um, and as always, we got some college football picks, NFL picks for the weekend. But before we get into that, let's take a little bit look um, at how the college basketball picks did since the last podcast recording. Um, as of recording this on Thursday night, the Creighton-St. John's game is not um, it's currently being played. Um, Creighton is currently winning that game. Um, so minus six is looking good, but... Can't catch that ticket quite yet. Um, and also, Wyoming plays tonight, so we won't have the Thursday games on the recap, so you can expect those two up on Twitter and the website. Um, well, by the time you're hearing this, they'll already be there, but we're not going to be able to re- recap this on the podcast. But anyway, as far as Tuesday picks go, the first game we had was Coastal Carolina plus 5.5 versus Wofford. Wofford ended up winning this game outright 88-77. to um, you know, Wofford just played extremely well in this game. Storm Murphy put up 26 points for Wofford in this one. Um, you know, this is Coastal Carolina's first loss of the season, and they were 4-0, 5-0, something like that going into this game. So definitely uh, not a great loss for them. But, you know, the SoCon is one of those conferences that's definitely got more love in the past um, few years, you know, with East Tennessee and Furman and everyone else. Um, but they, you know, they still don't get all the love, but Wofford's definitely a good team, so not a terrible loss for Coastal on that one, but unfortunately we lose our bet. Um, next one was probably one of our more, probably our worst pick, um, <laughs> on the card this week. We had Charlotte versus Davidson. We had Davidson minus 11 and a half in this one, um, and Davidson ends up losing this game by nine points, 63 to 52. Um, and Charlotte just shot much better than Davidson in this one, 44.4% from the field, um, well, Davidson only 34%. Um, and Jermaine Young just put up, had a great game for Charlotte. 18 points, 7 rebounds. Um, just across the board, a good game. You know, I thought this Davidson team was better. And um, in a tough A-10, it's going to be interesting to see what this Davidson team looks like going into this conference play. But one game we had that we ended up squeaking by with a win that we probably should have had a little bit bigger of a win. We had Furman plus 5 versus Alabama. Alabama won this game 83 to 80. Uh, Furman led for a vast majority of this game. I think it was all but like the last four minutes when they um, kind of let the game get really close. But, you know, Alabama was able to just to fight back, you know, way out rebounded Furman. That's kind of what um, helped them come back in this one, out rebounding them 49 to Furman's 28. And, you know, I thought Furman was going to screw up our plus five there at the end. But, you know, they make the free throws when they count. Um, unfortunately, they don't get the win, um, which would have been huge for this Furman team. I think it's Furman team's going to make some noise in the SoCon for sure. Um, definitely a team that looks to have tournament potential. You know, they're going to have to win that conference most likely. Um, I don't, you know, we've had in the past, will the SoCon get um, get a, ever get in that large pit, which I think they could, but... Um, and a year like this is going to be really hard without those marquee matchups. And it's going to be even harder when you're losing close games to Alabama like this. But we get the cover in that one. Um, the last game we had on Tuesday was Eastern Washington versus St. Mary's. St. Mary's does win this game 80-75, to but not covering the um, eight-point spread, I think it was, that we had. Um, Tommy Kush does a great game for <laughs> St. Mary's. 34 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, you know, kind of shooting lights out, playing um, both sides of the ball very well. 
Um, but one thing that Eastern Washington did that, you know, the St. Mary's team is always a good three-point shooting team, but only shooting 31.8% from three compared to Eastern Washington's 38.9. Kind of kept it closer than St. Mary's probably would have liked. Um, you know, while they still got the win, they didn't quite get the cover. So we ended up finishing one in three on Tuesday's picks. Uh, now moving on to Wednesday, we had Campbell plus four and a half versus Elon. Elon ends up winning this game 66 to 56, you know. Hunter uh, Mishoff put up 23 points for Elon um, and pretty good outing. You know, one thing that <laughs> this Elon team did extremely well in this game was shooting the three ball 52.4% from three, which is just outstanding for them. Unfortunately, um, we're on the other side, though. Campbell only 26.2 or 26.3%. Um, but even with all of that, you know, scoring de um, deficit, Campbell was able to keep this game relatively close um, late into the second half. Um, but unfortunately, just let it slip at the end, you know fouls and whatnot trying to make something happen the game gets wider and end up losing by 10 points but not a terrible showing from campbell in that one um and the final card that we have that has happened is fiu minus one versus florida gulf coast fiu um won this game 85 to 69 probably our most outstanding win of the week um fiu had a great game you know Antonio Dane put up 23 points for them. They shot the ball 41.9% from three. You know, Florida also closed only 25% from three, which kind of hard to win games when you're that, that big of a difference. But we end up finishing, so far, we end up finishing two and four in the week. You know, we got the two games tonight pending with Creighton and St. John's and uh, Nebraska, Omaha, and Wyoming. So definitely check out the website to see what happened in those games. Um, and another game that we had on Wednesday, um, before we move on here, we had Drake taking on South Dakota. The spread was set at minus six for that one. That game has actually been postponed and then will be played on Friday. So the original bets um, that we had for those ones will not count since it is not playing, being played at the scheduled time. Um, so those will all be refunded. However, stay tuned to the College of Basketball picks because there's a good chance this game, this game ended up back on there. Hint, hint. Um, but yeah, that about uh, wraps that up as far as how our picks went for last week. Um, next thing we got viewer questions. No, I didn't get any responses to the Twitter, um, post today. So no viewer questions, but make sure if you want to be fo yeah, featured on next week's podcast, um, or Tuesday's podcast, that is, um, that you reply to that tweet. So without further ado, let's get into some college basketball news and picks for the week. Um, first thing that was kind of big in the college basketball world, you know, we didn't have a ton of like huge blockbuster game so far this week but one thing that we did have this week was the NCAA issuing a blanket waiver for all D1 transfers now this doesn't include um transfers you know coming from D2 to D1 or you know D1 to D2 or whatever like that it's strictly D1 to D1 transfers um all of them granted eligibility I think there was a few circumstances where a couple guys weren't um for whatever reason but Definitely a good move by the NCAA day. I think it just kind of further shows that we're moving to a world where, you know, there's going to be a one-time transfer, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> transferring without, you know, having to wait. So definitely I like the move by the NCAA there. You know, they were already basically <laughs> accepting basically every waiver that came across. So definitely like the blanket waiver there. Um Another thing that we had, a little bit of an update, Keontae Johnson, who collapsed um, in Sunday or Saturday's Florida-Florida uh, State game, he's still in the hospital um, as of this recording. Stable condition, he's able to breathe on his own, able to communicate. Uh, I saw that he had a Zoom with the teammates, so definitely good news there. I don't know that it's really been announced what exactly happened to him, obviously for privacy reasons, but 
definitely keeping him in our prayers and uh, hoping he has a speedy recovery because definitely a good player for this Florida team. And, you know, uh, I know he wants to get back out on the court. Um, Anyhow, before we get into the picks, one game that I kind of want to talk about for this weekend is Iowa versus Gonzaga. Now, you know, this Gonzaga team has had a hell of a schedule <laughs> so far with this on conference season, you know, scheduling Iowa here. They already, well, they were scheduled to play Baylor, ended up not playing Baylor, you know, played West Virginia, though, uh, great team there, played Kansas to open the season, and even Auburn, while not the greatest of team, obviously, this year, still Auburn, so it's not a, not a horrible game, but I think really what this game is going to show, at least for me, whether or not Luka Garza is really a good player. You know, if Luka Garza can come in, um, in this game is being played at Stanford Pentagon um, in South Dakota, so it'll be a neutral site game for both teams. But if Luka Garza can come into this game and, you know, put up some points against the Gonzaga team that is, you know, basically everybody's number one team in the country at this point. I don't think there's really anyone, all the former Gonzaga doubters and haters and saying they play in a bad conference, you just don't hear a whole lot of that this year. And it's just hard to argue against this Gonzaga team. You know, if Iowa beats them here, yeah, you get a little bit of an argument. Um, but it'll just be it'll be interesting to see what Luca Garza can do in this game. Um, just kind of what I'll be watching out for. Um, but that about wraps that up for the news in college basketball. Let's get right into the picks. The first pick that we got on Saturday, or sorry, on Friday's card. The first pick that we have on Friday's card, December 18th, we got Drake minus five and a half for South Dakota. Now, this game was originally scheduled to be played on Wednesday night, ended up getting postponed to Friday. Um, so those original tickets were uh, refunded and uh, back at this one. But Drake comes into this game as five point favorites. Um, Drake um, six and zero on the season, while South Dakota State only one and five on the season. You know, and this Drake team has just been doing an amazing job shooting the ball, 40.5% from three compared to South Dakota's only 32.5% from three. Um, they've also done a good job, you know, effective field goal 57.3 compared to South Dakota's 46.5. But kind of the thing that really sticks out to me about this Drake team is just their ability to play both sides of the ball extremely well, you know, <clears throat> 96th in offensive efficiency. 144 in defensive efficiency compared to South Dakota, 158 offensive efficiency, 281 defensive efficiency. So I liked this Drake team in the original scheduled game on Wednesday, but we're going to be taking them on Friday minus five. Um, the other game that we got on Friday's card, we got Montana State plus five versus Washington State. Now this Montana State team, you know, not the greatest of starts so far this season. Um, two and one on the season compared to Washington State coming into this game five and zero. Oh. But this Montana State team in those th uh, three games that shot the ball extremely well, you know, forty four point two percent from three, fifty two point one from two, um, and seventy three point seven from three throw line. Um, and while Washington State hasn't been horrible, hasn't been nearly that good. Um, and especially for a five win team, you'd expect it to be a little better. Only shooting thirty one point five percent from three, forty two point two from two, and sixty seven point three from the free throw line. Um, this Washington State team has just really struggled not to turn the ball over, turning it over on 20.6% of their possessions, compared to Montana State, only 15.9% of their possessions. So definitely like Montana State plus five in that one. Now, as far as Thursday's picks go, not Thursday, <laughs> can't talk today. As far as Saturday's picks go, December 19th, the lines that were given out here, um, as always, are the Ken Palm look ahead line since we are recording this on Thursday and we don't have official lines out. But those official lines will be posted on Twitter and everything once the games 
uh, once the official lines are released. Uh, first game that we got on Saturday, we got Georgia Southern versus FIU. FIU is six-point favorites according to the Ken Palm look-ahead in this one. Uh, Georgia Southern comes into this game at four and two, while FIU comes in at fifty-one or five, fifty-one, five and one. Um, and the Georgia Southern team just absolute horrible shooting. Um, that's about all. That's how you can sum it up. You know, fourteen percent from three. Um, 63.3 from the free throw line and 55.3 effective field goal percentage. Um, FIU, on the other hand, pretty dang good from all three. You know, 37.4 from three, 76.8 from free throw, and 54.9. Um, and that three, that 14% from three for Georgia Southern. While you know it's early in the season, only six games, so it's not a huge sample size. You can't, especially in how college basketball and how basketball in general is just going, if you're shooting, not, if your three ball just isn't going in, it's going to be really hard to win games if you don't have a, you know, super stellar defense, which this Florida or this uh, Georgia Southern defense isn't the worst in the world, but you know, it's still not the greatest. Um, you know, they only come in with a 231 ranked offense efficiency compared to FIU's 136. So I like FIU uh, minus the points in that one. Next game we got on Saturday's card is Colorado State plus six versus St. Mary's. Um, that plus six is the Ken Palm look ahead line, official line to be released later. Um, Colorado comes into this game 2-0 in the 96th ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings. St. Mary's comes in at 7-1 in the 75th ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings. Um, now, this Colorado State team is another team that shot just lights out so far this season. You know, 50% from three, 75% from the free throw line. Uh, 63.7% effective field goal percentage. Compared to St. Mary's, 36.3 from three, 74 from the free throw line, and 54.5 effective field goal percentage. Um, and Colorado State has done a great job not turning the ball over, only turning it over on 10.1% of their possessions compared to St. Mary's, 15.7%. And while neither of these teams are bad teams, you know, I was on the St. Mary's teams earlier in the week, and I definitely like them um, in the West Coast Conference. I think the Colorado State team. You know, even on the road, I think plus six, they'll definitely take care of that cover. You know, we'll see what the actual line ends up being when that's released. But I definitely like Colorado State plus the points in this game. Now, moving on to Sunday's card, we got a couple more games on this one. First game we got, though, is St. Louis versus Minnesota. Um, this game is a pretty evenly matched game. You know, these teams come in um, with very similar stat lines. But one thing to look at this, you know, St. Or, sorry, St. Louis comes into this game 5-0, and um, the 20th ranked team in the hot tip at power rankings. Compared to Minnesota, 52-6-1 and uh, six and one on the season. Um, one thing the St. Louis team is really good at is just playing both sides of the ball very well. You know, 29 offensive efficiency, 35 defensive efficiency. And while Minnesota, not bad at all at 53 offensive, 48 defensive efficiency, it's just not quite as good as um, St. Louis team. And even though St. Louis is on the road in this one, you know, they're rebounding on offense, you know, at 38% compared to Minnesota's 39.1%. Um, and they're shooting, you know, 45 from three, 75 from free throw line compared to Minnesota, 28.5 from three and 71.5 from the free throw line. I just like St. Louis in this game. So that's the pick for that one. Um, and another game, the other game that we got on Sunday's card, we got Washington taking on Colorado, Colorado. Um, is a slight favorite in this one. Uh, Kim Palm's got the look ahead line at minus seven. Washington comes into this game at one and four on the season, so not doing very good at all. Colorado, on the other hand, four and one. And Colorado's also been shooting the ball extremely well. You know, 35.5 from three, 51.3 from the two. Um, compared to Washington's 26.9% from three and 45.7 from two. Um, you know, and Colorado's just done a good job of holding on to the basketball, you know, rebounding the ball, you know, 18.8 uh 
turnover percentage on 18.8% of their possessions compared to Washington's 20.6 turnovers. Um, and yeah, I really just like this Colorado team, you know, 19th in defensive efficiency, a very good team on defense, you know, Washington, not the worst at 50, but definitely like Colorado as the favorite in that one. And moving on to Monday's college basketball picks. Got two more games um, for on Monday. We got first game. We got Sacramento State minus three versus Cal Poly. Again, that uh, minus three is the Kim Palm look ahead line at the time of recording this uh, official line to be released on Twitter and stuff later. But Sacramento State comes into this game at three and zero compared to Cal Poly two and three. Um, Sacramento State, another team that's shot the ball extremely well, you know, 37.1% from three, 79.3% from the free throw line, pretty Cal Poly's 28.2% from three, and 712 from the free throw line. And they're all just a good team on both sides of the basketball, 182 uh, defensive efficiency, 120, or 244 offensive efficiency, um, and Cal Poly, you know, only 301 defensive, um, 320 offensive efficiency, so definitely like Sacramento State in that one. And the final play we got for college basketball on this podcast, we got uh, Murray State uh, versus Austin P. Murray State comes into this one as four-point favorites, according to the Ken Palm look ahead. Uh, Murray State two and or four and two on the season compared to Austin P. Four and three on the season. And again, Murray State just a good team um, all around. Not turning the ball over too much. Twenty-two point eight percent of their possessions turning over compared to Austin P. Twenty-four point three. I'm um, just doing a good job um, on offense all around, you know, 99 in offensive efficiency compared to Austin P's 126. Um, and just shot extremely well too, you know, 35% from the three point line, uh, 54.1 effective field goal percentage compared to Austin P's 28 from three and 46 effective field goal percentage. So I like Murray State in that game. And that about wraps that up for the college basketball picks um, for this podcast, you know. Got quite a few picks there. Um, no, There's really no day where just a bunch of games on. I think we ended up having two games on all four days this um, this episode. So definitely take a look at Twitter and Instagram to see all of those lines when they're made official and whatnot. But without further ado, let's get into a little bit of college football talk. You know, the top four remains the same going into this week for college football. The college football playoff rankings came out um, just the other day. Um, you know, we see Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, you know, remain as the top four. And unless something insane happens this weekend, that's going to be your playoff. Um, and it may, it really makes sense. You know, I'm not sure, you know, you got Texas A&M, sure, making a case, um, which they do have a chance to get in for sure. Um, but Alabama, pretty much, uh, if Alabama wins, they're in. If Ohio State wins, they're in. Um, Notre Dame is basically already in. I, I mean, if Clemson beats Notre Dame, unless Clemson just absolutely destroys Notre Dame and even then I think Notre Dame may still get in um I, they, I mean they would have to beat them by like 50 points to keep Notre Dame out at this point but you know if Clemson beats Notre Dame they're in now if Notre Dame beats Clemson it does get a little interesting because you got a two loss Clemson who lost to Notre Dame twice you know I really don't know that the committee would put that team in I think they would probably look to put in a uh, Texas A&M at that point um but who knows we'll see what happens come playoff time, but it does seem like it's more than likely going to be those top four teams um, at this point. Um, and really the only, you know, it's kind of been a slow week as far as college football news goes. You know, we've seen some bowl games getting scheduled, bowl games getting canceled, whatever, but it's just really the college football, at least to me, just kind of dying a slow death. And I'm just not, I'm just not caring about college football 
um, as much that this late in the season, you know, this just feels weird. You know, we're not going to have the standard bowl games. You know, we don't have the break there. It's kind of just right into it. Um, at this point, really all I care about is what the college football playoffs looks like and who's in that. And that's about it. So, um, but one thing that we did see, we saw national signing day this week, you know, all the high school recruits signing to their teams and whatnot. Um, and we saw the top five teams, um, recruiting number one, Alabama two Ohio state, uh, three, Georgia, four, LSU, five Clemson. So definitely what just normal, um, not a whole lot different there, um, based on recruiting things that we've seen in the past you know recruiting only means so much when it comes to winning games in college football i mean it definitely means something um obviously you know you're much more likely to win games when you have higher recruits but it doesn't mean everything so definitely be interesting to see how that all plays out but moving on to some picks for the college football weekend the first game we got is a Friday night game um, between UAB and Marshall. Marshall is five-point favorites in this one. Game set to kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern. UAB comes into this game at 5-3 and three on the season, 2-6 and six against the spread. Marshall, 7-0 and oh on the season, and 5-2 and two against the spread. And this Marshall team has just done a great job putting up points and moving the ball downfield. You know, 37.43 points per game, 450.28 um, yards a game. Um, compared to UAB, you know, only 29.25 points per game and 392 yards a game. So Marshall's looking very good. Um, they've also done a good job not turning the ball over only 0.86 turnovers per game compared to UAB's 1.88 turnovers a game. Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me about this Marshall team is their penalties, you know, only turning or penalty, only five penalized 5.86 times a game for 60.57 yards. Um, while UAB penalized 9.5 penalties for 88.75 yards. Um, and really, this Marshall minus 5 play, I haven't felt this confident about a play um, in quite some time. The last time I really felt this good about a play was, you know, when Liberty was plus 15, I think it was, against Virginia Tech. That line was just crazy. That was the last time where I was, like, really sure that a, uh, of a pick. So I really like this Marshall pick. If you don't take any other picks from this card, um, that's the one that I would suggest taking. Um, but the next game we got, moving on to Saturday's card for college football, we got Louisiana Lafayette taking on Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina minus three in this one. Game set to kick off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, you know, Louisiana comes into this game 9-1 and one and 5-5 five and five on the season. Coastal Carolina, you know, having an outstanding season. Both these teams are really, you know, um, Louisiana's only one losses to Coastal. But Coastal Carolina comes in at 11-0, 8-2-1 on the season with that big-time win over BYU just a few weeks ago. But Coastal, um, while they have been putting up some good points, you know, one thing that really sticks out about this team is their time of possession. 34 minutes, 14 seconds time of possession compared to Louisiana's 27 minutes and 56 second time of possession. Um, just really helps win games. Um, and this Coastal Carolina team, one of the least penalized teams in all of college football, only 3.36 penalties per game for 33.45 yards. And then, you know, that's just a winning caliber team right there. When you're only um, having penalties, you know, you're limiting the stupid mistakes. You're playing smart football. That really helps you win games a lot more than just having the, you know, just the team that runs down the field and puts up a lot of points all day, which they do have some of that. Don't get me wrong. But this Coastal Carolina team, that's I think that is probably the one of the more underlooked things about their game that gives them such an advantage when it comes to this. Um, and I think they easily... Um, win the Sun Belt here and cover the minus three in this one. And the last game that we got 
on the college football card for the weekend. We got Minnesota plus 13 versus Wisconsin. Game set to kick off at 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Um, both these teams coming into this game pretty average. You know, Minnesota three and three on the season, three and three against the spread. Wisconsin two and three on the season, two and three against the spread. Um, and while this Minnesota team has kind of taken a step back from their uh, share last year of the title, um, this Minnesota team is definitely a team that I like to see. Um, you know, 29 points per game compared to Wisconsin's 22.8 points. Um, you know, 404 yard point three three yards per game. Um, compared to Wisconsin's 366.2 yards. And I think this Wisconsin team, well, I don't think they're a bad team by any means. I think Graham Mertz kind of got overblown right at the start of the season. You know, they had a big-time um, opening weekend game there. Um, and I just don't think this Wisconsin team's quite as good as the media, you know, kind of said they were right at the beginning of Big Ten play. But, um, yeah, I definitely like Minnesota plus 13 for the final play on Saturday's college football card. So looking ahead to the NFL, going a little bit of news, a um, couple things happened, you know, or found interesting since the last time we recorded. One thing, uh, Baker Mayfield's Hail Mary that he threw um, for over 70 yards um, in their game on Monday night um, is the all-time record for longest pass in an NFL game. So definitely found that kind of interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how long that record stands or if we start to see more of that. Um, I think a lot of that um, we'll continue to go as we, you know, play more and more games. Um, but one thing we got, I want to look at a little bit going into the season. You know, we got to have the Cardinals minute a little bit. You know, I got the Fitzgerald jersey up behind me. If you're watching on the video, um, definitely all in on the Cardinals again, <laughs> at least until we lose a game. But you know, hopefully we take care of business against the Eagles. I think we're six and a half point favorites again this week, which I don't like that at all. I wish it was way. I wish that spread was a lot closer. Um, I really don't see the Cardinals covering that at all, but hopefully we do. Hopefully they prove me wrong on that one. But really what it comes down to, yeah, the Cardinals need to win games. Um, but if really, are we going to beat both the Niners and the Rams? Hopefully, you know, we hope that we hope we win out here because we're basically, well, if we win out, we're in because, you know, we're already in right now. Um, and we'll be able to, you know, secure our spot that way. But it really comes down to the Bears-Vikings game this weekend. You know, both these teams come in with the same record. So really, whichever team wins between those two, that's the team that we got to watch out for. That's the team that we need to lose the last two weeks of the season in order to keep the Cardinals um, with a relatively easy pass to the playoffs. So definitely something I'm going to be watching for sure. Um, but one thing that was kind of brought up in the NFL world this weekend, um, it's the Nickelodeon game that's going to be happening um for wild card weekend you know we knew about this you know back early when the schedules came out in like um april or may or whenever they came out um this season we knew that this was going to be happening that it was going to be simulcast on nickelodeon and cbs um so definitely i mean i'll probably be watching it on nickelodeon i think you know nate burleson will be calling the game on there which you know he's one of my favorite announcers i love when he does some of those you know london or nfl network special games so Definitely going to be interesting to see <laughs> what the game on Nickelodeon actually ends up entailing. Um, and one thing, other thing we had a little bit, just NFL news related, the owners have decided to delay the decision on the 18-game season. Um, they had originally voted, you know, when they expanded this playoff this year to seven teams, they had voted to next season that they would start playing 17 games, um, and it would be a interconference game um, between the same place in your division. So it'll be interesting to see what it comes of that if the um, if it, we end up seeing it next year or if it gets delayed a few more years. But I think it's pretty much inevitable at this point that we're going to end up seeing it more than 16 games getting played here pretty soon. 
But that's enough for um, just stupid news in the NFL. Let's move on to the picks for the weekend. First game we got in the NFL is on Saturday, actually. Um, NFL's got a couple games on Saturday this week. But we got the Bills minus six versus the Broncos. Bills come into this game at 10-3. and three. Broncos come in at 5-8. and eight. You know, this Bills team's coming off their big-time win on Sunday Night Football against the Steelers. Um, Bills have been playing pretty good. I mean, pretty dang good, that is. <laughs> the Bills um, come in this game having put up 27.62 points per game. Broncos, 19.77 points per game. And the Bills have just done an amazing job moving the ball up and down the field. 375.38 yards per game compared to the Broncos, 318.61 yards a game. Um, and one thing that this um, Bills team has just done very well is not turning the ball over too much. Even with Josh Allen back there, um, you know, early in his career, he threw a lot of picks and whatnot, but he's kind of slowed that down a little bit. He only throwing one point or only turning the ball over the Bills anyway, 1.46 times a game. Compared to the Broncos, kind of one of their things that's been hurting them, you know, 2.2 um, three turnovers per game. Um, so yeah, definitely like the Bills minus six for Saturday football in the NFL. Um, but moving on to Sunday's card. First game that I like on Sunday's card is the Bears versus Vikings. Vikings minus three. Um, in this game, game set to kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Bears come into this game six and seven, six and seven against the spread. Vikings come in at six and seven and six and seven against the spread. Um, and while I need, honestly, the best case scenario for this game would be a tie to help the Cardinals. Um, I do like the Vikings minus three in this one. You know, they come in um, 225.62 points per game. Bears only 21.69 points per game. And I think this Bears team, well, they go in waves on whether or not they're good, whether or not they're bad on how they're winning games and stuff. I really just don't think they're a good team. Um, and I expect them that now coming over close on this one. Um, you know, they have really just haven't moved the ball too well. You know, only 319.93 yards a game compared to the Vikings, 385. 0.59 yards a game so i like the vikings minus three in this one um next game we got on the card is another early game we got the buccaneers versus the falcons falcons six point underdogs in this one now while i have not been on the falcons very much this season i seemed like last year i was on the falcons quite a bit um and got let down quite a bit by the falcons um but they do come into this game four and six um vikings come in at eight and five um and even with a kind of lackluster performance this year the falcons have still Average not bad this year. You know, 25.23 points per game compared to the Bucks, um, 28.46. So Bucks a little bit better there, but when you're a four-point underdog, that's kind of to be expected. Um, and the Falcons have also done a good job just possessing the ball. 30 minutes and 30 seconds time of possession compared to the Bucks, only 28 minutes and 18 seconds time of possession. Um, you know, Falcons not turning the ball over nearly as much, only 1.15 turnovers a game compared to the Buccaneers, 1.23 turnovers a game. So I like the Falcons plus six at home in this one. And the final play that we got on the NFL card is Sunday Night Football. We got the Browns minus six and a half versus the Giants. Browns come into this game at nine and four. Um, Giants come in at five and eight. Um, and the Browns have just done a good job. Um, you know, they looked amazing on uh, Monday Night Football. Um, I guess not amazing, super amazing. They ended up losing the game, but they looked good on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, they've done a good job putting up points, 26.77 points per game compared to the Giants, only 18.31 points per game. And, you know, that Giants game this last weekend against the Cardinals, Daniel Jones just looked absolutely horrendous. Um, and basically at that point, I was like, you know, if Dan <laughs> as long as Daniel Jones is going to be playing football for the Giants, 
just bet against the Giants because Daniel Jones is not good at football. Um, and you know, that, that was shown last Sunday, you know. Giants, you know, only averaging 300.08 yards per game compared to the Browns, 340, 74.15 um, yards a game. And Browns only 1.08 turnovers a game. Giants 1.54 turnovers a game. So definitely like the Browns minus six and a half in this one. But it's it's really more of a fade Daniel Jones than it is a, a bet on the Browns. But going to be betting Browns minus six and a half in that game. Um, and yeah, that about wraps it up for the picks for this week's podcast. Definitely, if you haven't already checked out the computer model up on the website, and it's got horse racing picks, college basketball picks, college football picks, NFL picks. Um, starting next Tuesday when the NBA gets kicking back off, we'll have NBA picks up there. Um, and I'm currently working on revamping all the NBA you know, graphics and just getting ready for that season. So definitely take a look um, next week when all of that starts to drop. Um, and yeah, college basketball rankings, if you haven't already seen them, drop on the website every Monday. You can look up um, up-to-date rankings throughout the week on the website also. But the official rankings and like the post or whatever um, is dropped on Monday. So definitely head over there. Um, just click rankings at the top and you should be able to get there. And if you're looking for results for all the picks um, on the podcast as far and as well as the computer picks, definitely check out the picks tab up on the website. I'm currently also working on revamping that, getting that a little bit more easy to use because I know it is kind of it's kind of hard to actually look back and see what happened in what games but um, that's there if you want to take a look at it and yeah as always make sure you're following me on Twitter and Instagram at hot tip Chris so you don't miss any out on any future picks or anything like that um, make sure you're also following just the hot tip bets account on Twitter Instagram Facebook TikTok, YouTube snapchat um, all the links down below in the description so make sure you go check all that out um, and yeah That about wraps it up for today's episode of the podcast, and I'll see you all on Tuesday.